Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap. We are celebrating family farmsteads and homesteads statewide that have been in the family for 100 or 150 years. Joining us with another story is Alex Shaker of Vernon County. Alex Shaker is one of the honorees that will gather together at State Fair Park in West Allis. Alex, how long has the farm been in your family? The farm's been my family since the 1900s. We've had the farm for a while. My sister, my family is my dad, Jim uh, Shaker, uh, my mom, Tracy, and my sister, uh, Brian. My sister and I are the fifth generation. So how was the farm acquired? One of my great relatives uh, purchased the farm back in the early 1900s. In 1929, uh, we added our current farmhouse, which is still on the property, at Sears Original House. And back then, uh, they also, at the time, uh, used lumber from the property to build the uh, church in the uh, town of Mount Tabor that's unincorporated, uh, shortly down the road from us now. Uh, my dad still milks at the farm, actually, too. We have been milking at the farm. We built our current milking barn in 1952, um, but our we have another property that's the same land, but right down the road. But that barn was built in 1902. So we've had both both barns are going to be in that 120-year range now, which is beyond believable, unbelievable. Yeah, I think that's so special that it stayed in the family for so long. Besides those new buildings, um, what other changes has the farm seen over time? A lot of changes, changing with times, I would say. Um, in early 1900 or 1999, we built our um, a manure storage pit, but we've added on with new machinery and changing with having an air-compressed uh, milk line. Um, adding a bigger storage tank because we do get snowed in during the winter. Uh, Mount Tabor is on the ridge, so we definitely uh, have a lot of snow. Um, and the wind definitely picks it up, so it, some of the roads can be unpassable some days. Uh, so that definitely needed that. We don't milk in the barn that was in the original, built in the original 1900s. We use that as a heifer barn during the winter. But our barn that was built in 1952 we still have about 50 milking stalls in. Um, we milk about 50 head in that barn right now, but in total we have 120 head heifers and uh, current cows around the property. So has the size of the farm changed at all? Slightly. We've, we've definitely transitioned some land from forest into pasture over time, but the size of the farm, other than adding the, our additional buildings, hasn't changed. So it's 271 acres. And for that, we have a breakdown of 150 tillable with the rest being pasture and then um, woodland. So we have some uh, uh, wooded areas of the valleys uh, being in the driftless region. We have our uh, a valley that provides a nice fresh water source for our um, heifers when they're out on pasture during the summer. Um, it gives them plenty of pasture and grassland to lay around and find cover from rain or anything like that. Uh, so you're the fifth generation. Uh, is there another generation, or, and is that generation thinking of, you know, continuing the legacy? 
Um, I'm the fifth generation. My sister and I don't currently have kids, so it's great that my family, my dad's still milking on the property, always looking at what's next, but we're going to um, look always at keeping the, the family tradition alive and transitioning it forward. You know, there's a lot of changes going on right now, but that's kind of something that me and my sister always see as something that we want to keep in our family. You know, we've we've since all moved and we've gone to college. Both, both of us have gone to colleges in the area. But like I said, the Driftless region, that area, it, there's no place in the world like it. We're probably 10 miles away from Wildcats Mountain State Park. You go out there and it's unbelievable uh, to see that natural beauty. I think some people would, people listening would be maybe surprised that you only milk 50 cows. My dad has always, has always looked at it as, you know, changing times, you definitely have to increase head. But there's a big balance there. You know, my dad always said, even when I was a little kid, and he would say, work smarter, not harder. Uh, my mom definitely taught my dad that probably. And my dad and my mom both taught me that, you know, we've added things to make life simpler instead of running a system where we'd have to call it every day and clean the clean manure out of the barns. We've added the manure pit so we can store um, manure over the winters. We've definitely upgraded the barns and moved up stalls so we can use an easy access with skid steers. We don't plan on expanding um, the farm just because we like the size it is and it definitely creates an ability to, you know, if we want to go support you know, local organizations and, you know, take a night off and hired, hire a help, hired help man or woman to assist. It, it makes it more easy to manage. And then we can control, um, you know, future generations through breeding. We have ability to kind of step back if we need to, and it's not a huge uh, overtaking in the winter or anything like that. We can travel as my parents like to. My dad is uh, currently at 69 and my mom's about 10 years younger than him. Um, so they're definitely uh, proud of what they've accomplished with this and love to see, you know, and enjoy, you know, everything they've accomplished, you know, kind of the fruits of everything they've worked and built over the generations. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add about the history of the property? You know, not many people get to experience a life on a farm and, you know, growing up on a farm, it's very different than you would expect sometimes. And, a lot of people don't get to see it anymore. And everything I can say that, you know, it was one of those unintentional learnings for myself personally. You know, it made me appreciate hard work. And, you know, there's never a day off. And most people say they're going on vacation. And I always remember every day is always there's a job to do. And it's part of that part of that life. You know, I've always seen my parents work hard. Even, you know, as a kid, I remember Christmas morning, we still, you know, we'd have to milk cows and then presents, you know, and it's something you learn from hard work over time. And, you know, you take that into future years. And I hope other people can get that experience as well um, through education, um, you know, and get involved, even if you're not living on a farm. There's organizations like FFA and um, some of the um, farm bureaus that, encourage this participation um and i'm definitely a big advocate for those i me and my sister were both fa presidents uh in the high school and uh love to show that to other people i'm proud to be one of the fifth generations here my mom and dad are the true people and brains behind this i am just lucky enough to be born into that that rich heritage so they are the real uh the brains of it and the uh real 
heart behind it all. So that will always give them props. Well said, Alex. Alex Shaker of Vernon County's story is one that we will be sharing with you throughout the year. These stories are brought to you courtesy of Compere Financial. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.